This is Randy Siegel at BuildYourInfluence.com, helping you build your career and live your life with power, passion, and purpose. During the first podcast, I talked about what it meant to communicate in the flow. You may remember that flow is a highly focused mental state that allows you to perform at peak levels. And when you communicate in the flow, you build strong, almost spiritual connections with people and communicate in ways so insightful that you can even surprise yourself. During the second podcast, I examined the science behind communicating in the flow. I concluded by saying that intention, attention, and invitation help you communicate in the flow far more than any methodology, technique, or structure. In this podcast, we'll take a close look at the first of these, intention, or the importance of having the other's best interests at heart. Specifically, I'll discuss the concepts of holding space and creating a safe container. I first heard about holding space when I attended a life training workshop in the 1990s in Atlanta. The facilitator opened up the workshop by telling the group that she had been holding space for us all week. I didn't have a clue what she meant by the term holding space, so I asked her about it during the break. She explained that all during the week, before the workshop, she visualized each of us being an active participant in the workshop and receiving what we needed from it. Years later, I would do the same thing before each workshop or coaching session. I like to think that holding space creates a positive energy feel that paves a way for connection. Even if it doesn't, it still helps me connect by getting me in the right frame of mind. During a workshop or coaching session, I'm also very conscious of creating and maintaining what I call a safe container. That means creating an atmosphere or environment so safe that all feel free to show up with all they are. To do this requires unconditional love, calling me to relinquish ego, judgment, and any negative emotion. To be honest, sometimes I'm more successful than others, but I always begin with this intention. One of the biggest obstacles to creating a safe place is ego. When I think I have all the answers, I get in trouble. It's not about knowing the answers, an executive coach once told me. The answers come on their own. It's about being open to whatever comes up. The greatest joy of this work is helping people discover the great aha. When they do, I have to be careful not to take credit or expect kudos. When I fan my ego, I get inflated or off track. Judgment is the hardest obstacle for me in dropping ego. In addition to being judgmental to others, I can be equally judgmental to myself. Maybe you can sympathize. Maybe like me, you have an active inner critic. The only way I know to squash the inner critic is through awareness. When judgment pops up, I try to replace it with compassion. I remember I'm human, I'm not perfect, and I'm likely to make mistakes. Whether self or other-directed, judgment is often caused by fear. And as I shared in the last podcast, fear is a lower emotion. When I surrender to judgment and fear, I block flow communication. The best antidote I know to judgment is empathy. When I become empathetic rather than judgmental, I am more likely to communicate in the flow. Finally, I cannot get too invested in a particular outcome. I have to trust what will happen will happen. 
I teach several workshops on communications and leadership skills at the University of Georgia's MBA program each year. Last year, one class was particularly tough. Actually, looking back, it was one student who seemed to question everything I said. My first inclination was to bristle, and I did for several workshops. How dare he question my authority? For the first time, I did enjoy teaching. Then I took a hard look at myself, and I had to admit my ego had taken over. I relaxed and pledged to listen more closely to his point of view. The next time he challenged me, I laughed and said, Gosh, you might have a point. You know I made this stuff up. The class laughed, and lo and behold, he did too. We connected, and a safe container was formed. We connected. Now when teaching, I try to stay open. When I have an agenda, I remember my primary intention. I'm there first to serve their needs. If there's energy around another topic, then I trust in that. I give the class a choice to pursue it or to continue with the agenda. By inviting them to become co-creators of the curriculum, I'm able to hold their attention, display my trust in them, and maintain a safe container. To summarize, saving space and creating a safe container are two ways to harness the power of intention. And you are your most powerful as a communicator when you use intention, attention, and invitation to communicate in the flow. In our next podcast, I'll examine the second of these, attention. And you'll learn how being attentive to your mind, body, and heart will help you communicate in the flow. Stay tuned, and perhaps you'll discover the keys to communicating in the flow. This is Randy Siegel reminding you to stand in your power. Copyright 2008.